Good morning. Welcome here. <laughs> Thanks for that, Ethan. <laughs> the sound, sound guys in the back. Yeah. What's with the snow? Feels like we should really just be done with that already. But it's supposed to warm up again, I think. So thanks for coming back, joining us for another morning. We have Mr. Franz here. How many of you, yeah. <laughs> How many of you have had the opportunity to have Mr. Franz so far? Yeah, a few. You were one of my favorite teachers. Um, yeah, in my time at Eden, what's that? It, yeah. <laughs> He, but for real, like I, you made me love biology and all things about that. And so even when I finished high school, I was like, what am I going to do? And I thought, oh, maybe I'll do like, I applied to a couple neuroscience programs because I was like, I love the biology, but I love the people part, like the brain. And anyway, I didn't go in that direction, but you had some to do with that. So it's great to have you here this morning. We have some rapid fire questions. All right, they're not as hard. Okay, I'm worried now, because, okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> it's not John, John's like next level rapid fire. All right, let's go. All right, Starbucks or Tim Hortons? Tim Hortons, because I'm cheap. What's your favorite drink? Just coffee. Just coffee. Coffee and cream. Oh. Yeah, I'm very boring, yep. All right, Mr. Franz for many years has been a part, if not led, the grade 12 class trip to New York City. And so my question is, what is one your favorite memory from New York City trip? Oh, so many to pick from. Okay, so many to pick from, from New York. I think my favorite memory is walking through Central Park with students every yeah. time, because it's so beautiful, and uh, you see all these famous landmarks on all the movies, you know, the mall area with the trees on both sides. Yeah, I would think walking through that. It's more like a slow jog, actually. Yeah, it's a photo op for yeah. students, basically, the entire time. <laughs> We're like, we got to go, we got to go, let's keep walking. That and all the Broadway productions yes. that I got to go to. Yeah. Really amazing, yeah. Um, beach or forest for relaxation? Beach. Oh, that was quick. Yeah. What was your favorite subject in high school? Chemistry, actually. Oh. I didn't like biology at all. In <laughs> fact, I didn't take biology in high school. That is ironic. I know. What is your worst subject? Art. And right behind that is English. Although yeah. I love reading, I just didn't do very well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can't draw. What is your favorite unit to teach in oh. biology? Ooh. Probably genetics. Yeah. Both molecular and the grade 11. Yeah, both. I like genetics. Yeah. Do you have any nicknames? <laughs> uh, I do, but they wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> I was called I was called doft by my high school friends because it is some lower German high German combination of my name. So okay. <laughs> But other than that no, I was just my name is David, but my grade 5 teacher there were three Daves in the classroom and he assigned us he said to me, "You're Dave, to a friend of mine, you're David, and to another friend, you're Davey." And those names stuck and we had no choice. <laughs> I was assigned Dave and I never liked it. And actually, to this day, nobody calls me by real my David name. Right, but you prefer David. I do, but nobody calls me that. Right. So, well. but I answer to anything almost. <laughs> uh, favorite movie? Oh, I don't do that. No. I I can't favoritize those things. They're just all different. 
What's a favorite style? You know what? Movie? Okay, this is going to sound really funny. I like The Incredibles because it's so entertaining to me. <laughs> but I can't. It's not a favorite. I just like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. probably 20 I could pick from. So I don't do favorites with movies. They're all unique in their own way. What is the last thing you've watched on like streaming wise, like oh. series? Well, we're st <laughs> my wife and I are watching a series called Hustle, which is a bunch of con artists in Britain <laughs> and their various heists. So we enjoy that. That's the current thing. We're, we're yeah. not quite done. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Um, so that gives us a little bit of insight, but in a more kind of serious way. Can you, would you share with us how you came to faith in Christ? Sure, yeah. I, my family, uh, my, my parents are believers. They are World War II refugees. So they, they came to Canada with a pretty traumatic childhood, my dad in particular. And so um, he had war experiences and war stories. Anyway, that, that he came to faith. My mom also, they met in Canada. So they were, they were believers. Um, we went to church. My parents taught me uh, the gospel, brought, brought us to church. I went to Sunday school and things. When I was young age, my mom and my, and my sister and myself were, were going, having our evening family devotions. And uh, my mom asked whether we would like to, she had explained the gospel. And she'd asked whether, whether that would be something that we would want to do, give our hearts to the Lord. And we did, I did. But I have to say at that time, I don't think I fully understood. Uh, that, that came later when I was 12 or 13, when I was at summer camp, at a Bible camp. And I think really that's where things became real for me. Not that they were not real before, but that that's where it became personal to me. Um, I personally realized that the Lord had saved me at that time. Um, and how, how does your faith influence your role as a teacher? Hmm. I hope in every way. I hope that in the way that I interact with students, I do so in a way that I, I care and, and like every student. I don't always like what every student does, <laughs> but none of us have it all together. But I, I, I hope that when I interact with my students that I do love them in the, in the sense I care for them all. And um, I see everything through a, through a God lens. I, I see what I teach through a God lens. And uh, it's very easy to be secular in science and not have God in it at all, because that's what it does. But I see God through it all. I see the amazing things that can't be explained that are simply unexplainable. And I realize, well, that's because God put it together. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I hope in every way. Yeah. Um, how did you end up at Eden teaching? Hmm. Well, that's an interesting story. My dad was a high school teacher. He taught at Grimsby, and he taught design and tech construction. And, um, so I, and I, he had a side business where we would work in the summer, and I worked in construction and building cabinets and all kinds of things. And it turns out that there was an opening at Eden when we were still in Niagara for um, a couple of classes of design and tech, and they couldn't find anyone in the entire system. It was in June. They couldn't find anyone to teach those courses. Through a friend of my dad who was teaching at Eden at the time, um, they, they knew about me that I was a teacher looking for a job. I wasn't really qualified to teach design and tech, but they knew I had experience with machines and tools. And so I got a phone call. Hey, would you want to interview for this job? I said, sure, because I didn't have the real qualifications. Went and interviewed for it. So I, I started teaching design and tech, grade 9 and grade 11. And Mr. Dishke was in my very first grade 11 class. So I must not have done too bad, because here he is teaching. <laughs> but that's how I got my job. And I, I taught a bit of science. And then I shifted more and more into science over the years, yeah. yeah. Was that your main teachable, science? Yeah, yeah. biology, science, right. yeah. Um, can you share some significant God moments from your life? Yeah, I, when uh, Alicia asked me, can I ask this question? I said, hey, which ones? There's so many. I'll tell the story that's um, more recent than some of the others. I have some other ones to tell, which are pretty incredible. Um, 
when my youngest daughter, who's Brianna, uh, was in grade 12, she decided she wanted to go into nursing. She had good grades, applied everywhere, but she didn't get in. Um, but she had a part-time job in Niagara at the bakery. And um, yeah, she's, up in the, she's the one in the blue um, on the left there. Uh, so what happened was she was working, and one morning, this is, in, this is in September, but the third week of September, she said, my left eye is blurry. I said, you probably scratched your eye or something like that. And uh, we said, I'll go away in a day or two. In a day or two, it got worse. And we said, okay, we, you got to get some antibiotic. We're going to take you into the clinic. So we take her into the clinic. They, they prescribe the antibiotics. And she puts the antibiotics in her eye. A couple days later, it's getting worse. Her eye looks horrible. I can't even describe to you how hideous it looked, but she, she, it was increasingly blurry. So we, my wife took her to emergency, and uh, they looked at her eye, and they took my wife aside, and they said, this is, I don't want to scare you, but this is really serious. At this point, she couldn't see the letter E this big on the eye chart. She couldn't, couldn't read it. And uh, she... They said to her, "This she could be losing the sight in her eye," and um, so it's pretty pretty sobering moment. She had nursing in her sights; she was going to apply the next year, and uh, it was a pretty emotional moment. I said to Brianna, "We all we can do now is pray. That's all we can do. We can't fix anything. All we can do is pray. Trust the Lord." So we did, and lots of family and friends did. She um, managed to get squeezed into an ophthalmologist's office in St. Catharines. There were two ophthalmologists, uh, both surgeons. They independently evaluated her eye, um, and they, it took 45 minutes for each one to look at the eye. They put their heads together, and um, they came up with a diagnosis, and they gave her um, some pretty high-end steroid drugs to put in her eye. The, the thought was that it was a crazy, crazy bad allergic reaction to some mascara that she had used, a waterproof mascara. That's the theory. We don't know for sure. But at this point, she basically couldn't see out of one eye, and it looked just hideous. Um, miraculously, God healed her eye. Within a couple weeks, she could see pretty clearly. Within a month, month and a half, she, she could see completely normally. And um, it's a God moment. It's one of several in our lives. We trust God. I mean, we would have trusted God even if she took her eyesight away. He took her eyesight away. He was merciful. He healed her. But God is good either way. But uh, a real demonstration and illustration that we can trust God in everything. In this case, he healed her. But even if he didn't, we were determined to trust God even though he, he wouldn't have. So it's just one of many stories in our, in our life that we saw God really at work. And did it work in her too because it really allowed her to see, you know, trusting is hard. And you know, we can say we trust God. It's easy to say to, when, we're, when we're not struggling through anything. But to trust means to stop worrying. To trust means to say, God, you've got this, and I'm okay, and I'm going to get torn up in internally with anxiety. Um, that's what trusting is, leaving it to God and not, not hanging on to that. Then we're not trusting God. Then we are holding on to the anxiety and waiting for God to step in. But we have to trust him and let, let it be with him and say, it's okay, you've got that. That's trusting. So it's a lesson we all learn together as a family. And I think, too, like, 
uh, yeah, I love what you say about trusting and that is sometimes a moment by moment decision, right? Like you don't just say, yeah, I trust God and then. Absolutely. It's moment by moment, it's day by day, it's hour by hour, exactly. And <laughs> you can easily shift. <laughs> One moment you're trusting, the next hour you find you're not, right? And it's a constant decision. I'm going to choose to trust you because you're, you're, your word says you're trustworthy. And it's, that's what faith is, choosing to do the thing that God tells you to do, even though you, you don't have a scientific proof for it, right? right. Yeah. 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 Thanks for sharing that. Um, are there points when your faith has been a struggle? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, very, very distinct moments when I was just I graduated high school. It was my final year of high school, and I had a huge crisis of faith. And nothing brought it on. There was nothing particular, no event, no, no terrible you know, loss of a friend or anything like that. Or It was just a huge number of serious doubts. You know, reading, reading the Bible, how, is, how do I know this is really true? How do I know this is not just some story that we talk about and tell each other it's true? but we really, really nobody knows. I really, really, really struggled. And um, I came to a point where I prayed. I said, God, you've got to show me. If you are for real, you have to show me. You have to, you have to impress that truth in my heart because I, it's not something I can be convinced of. I didn't ask for miracles or anything like that. But, I, but during that time, during that year, and I can't even point to specific things, certain, certain scriptures, certain answers to prayer, God confirmed in my heart that he was true and he was real. I came through that stronger, but it was a tough, tough year because I, it, you, you are in this blackness and you're in this blackness of doubt. And uh, what I did is reached out to God to help me because um, I, I just wanted to know. And so he did. And I can't even point to the specifics about it. People around me, um, you know, just I, I still try to re read scripture and so on because I figured that was where the, where the faith comes from when you read. If you don't read scripture, you have no God input in your life. And, and so if you're not doing that, you're not going to get out of that. So, but he used his word, he used people, and he worked my heart. Yeah. Were you connected to like a faith community yeah. at that point? Oh yeah, of course. So I, was, I was part of, I had a really great group of friends, all believers, um, church community, family community. I didn't really share it with anyone though. And I look back and it just wasn't the, the I, with some of my friends later on I did. With my parents, I, I told them later, and I don't, I just, um, I don't know. I felt like I had to go through alone, which I shouldn't have, mm -hmm. but I did do most of it. Um, we were all different, but I should have shared that more with others. Yeah. I don't know that the pathway would have been faster, but I would have had a support. Yeah, a little more company on yep, the, for sure. yep. the journey. Yep. Yeah. Um, how has the last couple of years impacted your faith? <laughs> yeah. What a crazy time. So many people went off the deep end um, in so many different ways. And talking about before, you know, trusting God. Do you trust God when there's illness around? Do, do you trust God to look after you? But do you also do wise things? Um, so I tr you try to do wise things that are healthy and safe for you, but without getting too anxious about how that will play out. I had stories of my parents who went through crazy things in the war. And I think it shapes me more than I realize. Mm. My dad talks about sleeping, and um, he's passed away. My dad talked a lot about sleeping at night and bombs and missiles and things going off and waking up when there were people in the fields, like crazy stuff. And, uh, and he said I, he clung to God during those times. So that's like major compared to what we went through or are going through. Yeah, there's illness and there's sickness, but people, like believers, go off the deep end with anxiety or with fear or 
not trusting that God has this or imagining things which aren't really true. Hang on to God. You'll walk, you, there's, you know, there's going to be troubles and trials in our lives. This is just one of them. One of many we're going to go through. This one happened to everyone kind of at the same time. But if you don't trust, don't hang on to God and trust him, what do we have? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is the, that's when it kind of becomes apparent, right? Like if we haven't been trusting in the small things along the way, then the big things just yeah. kind of sweep us. And I think, you know, um, it's a good test for us about, you know, when you read about who the Lord is in our lives, does that change? No, it doesn't change, depending on the circumstances around us are going to affect that. Does he love us less or more because we did this or that? No. But we need to make sure that we keep the main thing the main thing and the other thing's not the main thing and not let it divide, divide us, not make them and us. Don't, don't, don't let it happen because that's so easy to have happen. So that was the challenge to try and, try and keep relationships even though people thought very differently about how to go through all this. Yeah. For sure. Um, back, you know, earlier when I had asked about significant God moments, you mentioned there were a couple. Would you share another one with sure, us? Sure, gladly. When I was uh, in university, I was 23, 22, um, I went to Brock, studied sciences. And I, um, my parents always encouraged us to pray for our future spouse, who that would be. Um, I was so busy with schoolwork, I didn't have time to anything, really. <laughs> um, but, I, but I made it my purpose to pray every night that God would, would reveal who that person would be, because I had no idea. Like, who, who possibly would that, would that spouse be, would that wife be for me? And I prayed fervently, like really fervently, um, very regularly, nightly, for probably years. When I was younger, 21, 22, 23, that was my, my third year, um, November, praying, and a crazy thing happened. I, I had this picture or th person pop into my head that I knew. Um, and uh, this girl I went to, to elementary school with, she was in the year younger. We were a lot of split classes. We lived in the same town. We attended the same church. I knew their family. I hadn't spoken with this girl for three years because she had studied out west. And I, this, I thought, this is insane. I, I haven't spoken to her. I don't even, she might be engaged for all I know. I have no idea. And I thought, this is ridiculous. But I had this picture in this person in my head. And I can't describe how, how strong this was. This was just not a plas passing thought. This was crazy. And I felt compelled to ask God, what are, you, what are, you, are you talking to me here? Are you communicating something to me here? I said, Lord, OK. OK, if this is you, I'll wait till she comes back at Christmas, because she came back for a Christification. I said, I'll talk to her. I have no, you know, maybe, maybe this is just my imagination going crazy. Um, so, and previous to this, about two and a half years previous to this, my friend and I had gone out for coffee in Niagara, and my wife, who I married, and then this person married, uh, she, was a, she was a waitress, and she had served us. She says, ah, I'll give you the Cokes for free. It was late at night, and <laughs> I was blame her. Free Cokes put her head her, uh, in my mind. Anyway, I, so, so uh, I talked to her Christmas, went out, and she at the same time had been praying the same time for a spouse for who that person would be, who that man would be in her life. And uh, amazingly, he brought us together. We knew each other, but we didn't know each other well. Yeah, there she is. That's my wife, Wendy. So um, yeah, brought us together. I think God had to smack me in the head with it because I don't think I would be able to know. <laughs> but he, he literally brought us together. Um, most amazing thing ever. A God thing, absolutely. An answer to prayer, absolutely. Not just random, but very clearly pointed out to me who she should be. 
and uh, we're very happily married 33 years this summer. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a formula, by the way. We're not... Uh <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> what I should say is I've told the same thing to young adults and I know that, and my own children. I said, God works in different ways in everyone's life. He happened to work that way in my life, yeah. but don't not pray. For sure, pray for your, your future spouse. <laughs> that is going to, yeah. you know, he's going to, God works in different people's lives in lots of different ways. Yes. Yeah. Um, we only have a couple minutes left. Is there something that you would could leave with our students this morning to encourage them or challenge them? There's so much anxiety in the world. There's so much anxiousness, so much stress. And it's you see it everywhere. You see it, of course, people who are not believers, who don't trust the Lord. You see it with people who, who do, and that's what, what, what I want to speak to. You know, um, I've spoken, that's kind of a theme. The Lord is working in my heart and life. Um, we are in good hands with the Lord. We are in good hands with the Lord. And um, no matter what happens to us, he is trustworthy. All kinds of things can change. Practice trusting God in, in, with things in your life. Do your best. Try your hardest. Give your good, good effort. But leave the results to the Lord. He's got a path for you. It might not be the path that you have in your head, but he has a path for you. And he's not going to leave you if you trust him. And as you practice trusting him, you're going to see him work in amazing ways in your life. Different ways, things you'd never expected. And he's going to bring you through. He's going to be the anchor in your life. Don't let the circumstances around your life, the good things, the bad things, the things that you want to have happen, not have happen, don't let that, don't let that affect your, your psyche and your emotion. You have to have your anchor on something that's sure and that's true. It's his word and who he is. And uh, I just want to encourage you all. There's so much stress about marks and programs and universities. You know, I get all that. But in the end, the Lord brings you through. My daughter Brianna got into nursing a, a year later. And she had a little small nest egg from working part-time. It was in, in God's plan for her. Um, don't know why he had to put her through that eyesight thing. It was a plan for her. We didn't know what that was. But whatever the path is, trust the Lord. Practice trusting him in small things. And then when the big thing, bigger things come, you'll know your faith will be built. And you'll know that he is, he is worthy of our trust. Yeah. Thank you very much. I want to give a hand to Mr. France. Yeah. Um, today is Wednesday, and Junior Driven, oh, how are we going to do that? Junior Driven Girls, we're going to meet in the SLC. Um, tomorrow is Senior Foundry Guys. Sign up for Celebrate You. There's a couple Fridays that don't have any names or that have some more spaces. It's just free pizza. Come on down, hang out with your friends. Um, we'll give you some free food. And let me pray for us all before we go. Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness. Um, thanks for how you have shown yourself to be real and present in Mr. Franz's life. Um, I ask that you would just continue to bless him and provide him opportunities to grow in his faith and for that to overflow from his life. Thank you for the encouragement and the words of truth that he shared here this morning. Would those uh, be seeds planted in our hearts? And be with uh, the students as they go from here. Would we look for ways that we can be a blessing in our classrooms and in our friendships and the places that we go and the people that we see. And uh, we just pray, yeah, for all the staff and students here today. And we pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.